Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. And this week we have with us a couple of the guys from Ataraxis. What up? They are a local band. Actually, they reside over by the Akron-Canton area. That's where they come from, but uh, excited to have them in here. I have with me uh, bass player Zane Swan. Welcome, welcome. And we also have one of the founding members and uh, lead guitar player. The guitar player. I mean, there's, not, there's only one yeah, of you, yeah. right? Yep. And that is Steven Sowards. How's it going? So it basically, if people have been following this band for a long time, they're they're already familiar with you. Oh yeah, I mean, I've been since the inception. Like, I used to be the drummer of the band for our first record, and then um, actually, what had happened was, um, so three of my high school buddies formed this band, and um, it was me, Cody, who was a guitar player, and then um, our buddy Chris, who played bass, and then Chris. Yeah, I remember uh, you were talking about that w- before we started rolling, about how we uh, I mentioned in the bio the guy even before the first practice quitting. But yeah, that's what it ended up. Ha- <laughs> that's what ended up happening, and um, basically um, his loss, though. Hey, I, I mean, it is what it is, but. Um, after he ended up quitting and then I was like, fuck it, let's become the guitar player and the lead songwriter. So here we are now. So he quit before the practices even started. Yeah. Well, it was just more or less, he didn't really believe in the project. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. So what, so then what happens? So then you, so then you guys start writing this first album. Is that what happened? Did you guys start with demos? How did you guys start off? So, um, actually what had happened was, um, holy shit, this fucking headset but um <laughs> but um what it ended up happening He's losing the man bun already hey shut up but um <laughs> what ended up happening was me and cody um those were the me and cody were like the found the founding members of Ataraxis. okay and we wrote just one song and it was bread and butter and it was our first song and then we worked on that for a little while and then um we got a second guitarist his name was devin and we wrote another me and him wrote a song together and then cody quit before our first album even came out when you guys when you guys wrote bread and butter that's your first song yeah so you guys write that what are you listening to then what are you into like what what do you what's your what do you think you're pulling your influences from in some well actually i can answer this one for you um it is nothing but nirvana and the beatles (laughs) <laughs> well, actually, no. That's all he listens to well, now. Well, too. actually, well, actually, um, that's our new material. Back then, I was listening to the actually the American Idiot album, and that really inspired me for um, our first record, and especially Bread and Butter, like um, what's her name? That song, um, Jesus of Suburbia. That was a uh, big inspiration for the the first album. And bread and butter. So you're listening to a lot of Nirvana. So you're listening to some grunge and some like the punk, the the 90s, 2000s. Yeah, punk. yeah. At that at that time, it was more of a. Um, well, I was really into Nirvana because Nirvana made me make the band, and then um, then I got introduced to Green Day, and then you know all these different uh, different groups, you know, became influences on me. So um, especially. So- Go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> Especially for the bread and butter was, um, in particular, the uh, American Idiot album. So what makes you start doing all this in the first place? Like, what gets you What gets you started in, you, I mean, you said you played drums when you started. Mm-hmm. You're playing the guitar now, so you know you're a multifaceted musician. You can yeah. do you can do more on one thing. What about vocals? Do you ever do, you, do, yeah, you, do yeah. you do all the vocals, too? I mean, is that... Yeah, um, I, well, our first, I like to call them the demo records, because... It was just recorded off our phone, and we did the mixes ourselves. I mean, shoot, we still do our own mixes. All right, hold on, hold on. Take a break, take a break. Time, time out, time out. Yeah, this thing keeps falling off. I can't watch no more. <laughs> yeah, this thing keeps falling off. Yeah, yeah dude. Get set. Yeah, we'll get you set up better. You go, you go, look, take, take them off. you got to fix your hair. All right, yeah. all, right, all right. Your hair your is crazy right now. You want, you, might want, you want to go to the bathroom, you can go to the bathroom. You know what it's Actually, it looks fine right now. If you fucking right, right, if you leave it like that, just put them straight on your head, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That way it doesn't. Yeah, it looks fine. Huh? Fine. All right, all right. It. All right, hold on, all hold on, right. hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I gotta reset now. <laughs> reset, reset. Oh, so what we? Bread and butter. influences. We're just talking about we're the just, bread and butter re- influences. I was just about to ask you. I'll ask you again. All right. 
All right, ready? Yeah. So, how do you start this whole thing at the beginning with that? You played, you said you played drums, you yeah. started with, that. now you're playing guitar, you do vocals. So, how do you, what, where did you begin? Where does it all start? How does, how do you start as far as, what's your first thing, drums? Uh, when it comes to, like, songwriting? No, I mean, just, in general, just music, just like, general. the first time you well, picked up well, an re- instrument. Well, really, um, well, actually, I was more, I mean, I've had a, that, my guitar since I was, like, eight. So I've been always messing around with it, but after really after I got introduced to Nirvana by my dad actually, I really started getting into like rock music because at the time Zane's gonna make fun of me for this, but um, at the time I actually wanted to be a musician all of my life, and I was too afraid to do rock because I didn't think it would be really that popular because at least in my high school rap was like the big thing yeah right. so hip-hop yeah so i was like oh let's try to do a couple hip-hop records they didn't do so well i got largely made fun of and then i was like all right let's let's do the rock yeah 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 and then that worked and so the rock thing started to, you started to find your your place there yeah really so then you then you pick up the guitar i mean uh, drums eventually here i mean you, you start playing the drums eventually? well Where's um, that? how did that happen well i originally wanted to be the guitar player and stuff but I could not find a drummer. Like drummers are few and far between. So I was I was willing to make that sacrifice. But how do you just make that sacrifice? You just like pray to God and all of a sudden you can play the drums? Well, how, how, how do, I mean, how? well, I, w- I wish it worked that way. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not the greatest drummer, but I figure I as long as. I pick on him for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I figure, you know, why why just wait? Because so many people are just like, oh, should I do this? You know, you know, it's kind of a risk. Just go for it. Or yeah. Well, I just kind of have more of a like, you know, if you want to do it, I'm going to pursue it. And, you know, this is what I want to really do. So, you know, I'm going to be making that sacrifice to um, pick up a drum set or, you know, watch YouTube videos or, you know, take lessons or whatever. You said your dad uh, was one that got you into Nirvana? Yeah. Does he encourage all this also? Is he is he a oh, big influence as far as um, encouraging? Oh yeah, uh, actually he, he was a really big in, influence for me. Um, he really helped me um, form my career, and um, you know he he was the one who bought me my first guitar. He was the one that bought me my uh, first drum set. So that really means a lot to me. Yeah. And that really shows how much he cared, and. Um, Unfortunately, he passed away um, about six months ago, and um, it just makes it bittersweet because I love, you know, I love what I do, but it's just sad that um, he's not here to, you know, hear me play, especially because um, ever since... Steve, uh, personally, I've seen a a really awesome... um, influence that his dad had over his life in getting into music i never really met him except twice in passing but i definitely see that just in what he's done for you over the years and yeah it's like a motivating factor oh yeah oh yeah that's cool man that's i mean it's it's cool that, that you have that still with you and you had that with your dad because you know that's something that you're gonna have now through your writing process now exactly. too, you're going to be able to pull f- different. And it helps, and it helps me with you know grieving and you know all the anxieties and paranoias and all the troubles. You know, I'm able to express that in a healthy way because I know so many people can't express their emotions. It's a good point. It's a really good point. And and so you do you, do you find that the writing is real good therapeutic? Oh yeah. Type medicine for oh, you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like um. We talk about that all the time, how all, all of us actually need to play periodically just because it, it helps our physical, mental state, like yeah, just getting well, out there and playing. Yeah, so you, 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 you. yeah, you hear every guy comes in here tells us, you know, especially the, the original bands like you guys, they have to write, they have to get it out of them, they have this thing, oh, it's, yeah. it's, like a, it's like a disease, you know, like they got to get rid of this stuff, you know what I mean? You guys, you guys feel the same way? Oh, for sure. But it's not necessarily in a bad way. No, no, no. In a good way. Mm. It, it, it would be bad if you didn't have the ability to express it. Right, right. So do you, do you find like right now you're in a, a, a highly 
uh, in, you know, are you right now writing a lot more than usual? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you feel like you guys have got, a, like, a real good thing going right now? I mean, shoot, yeah. we've been coming up with, like, I mean, we just released our last, uh, most recent single, um, that released, like, a week ago, actually. That and, is the name of it. Uh, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys like to do that, right? You guys have yeah, one like, yeah, right? Yeah, B-R-R-R. Yeah, that, one, that one's... <laughs> <laughs> we just like making it sounds for our records. <laughs> That's really... We, we try to really be out there and, uh, in a way, inspire. And we've talked a couple of times about how we've seen our, our band inspire other bands and actually influence the music scene in places that we've played. That's cool. I just find that so insane, you know? And I just look at Zane, and I'm just like, man, like, man, how far has this band really become? And, um, yeah, really in the past, ever since really um, the beginning of the year, like, our band's really been, you know, boosting in Spotify numbers and people coming to shows and stuff like that. Excellent, man. So when when did you guys first start playing gigs? Like when was your when, how long ago do you go back when you start? Because because the one thing about you guys is you had a lot of, you had a lot of turnaround for a while. So to get to the point where you're at now, and I know that's that's not that happens. You know you got you got to go through sometimes a certain number of people to find the right ones to get that to get that band together. Yeah. That's gonna really take you to to where you want to go. And that and that's what you got. Do, do you feel like right now you have that band in place? Are you feeling pretty good about yeah, the three oh, guys? Yeah. Well, we. The thing is, um, compared to, like, other, you know, lineups in the past that I've had, um, this lineup of me on guitar and vocals, Zane on bass, and Al on drums is, we're, we're like a unit, and we have really good chemistry, and even if, you know, we don't, we didn't even do music, we'd still be friends. Like, me and Zane hang out all, literally all the time. <laughs> we joke about it being a family, um... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we we refer to him as being our son. I'm the dad, and Al, our drummer, is the stepdad. It's because um, I'm. Tw- we have a whole. Story is that why? Is there that. a big age gap between all you guys? Well, I'm 20, yeah. and oh. uh, both Al and uh, Zane are like 27. No. Ooh, the guys are old, man. Yeah, we're both 27. Yeah, I call them the boomers. <laughs> yeah, so so you're only 20 years old. So when did you? How old are you? When this all starts? Uh, I was 16. Wow. Well, that changes. I was still in I was still in high school when this band. I was a junior when this band first came about. One thing I do want to mention though is that the one the the, the, the drummer who's not here, uh, Al Gonzalez. Yeah. Yep. You know, I just realized that if I put your two names together, it would be Zane Gonzalez. Wasn't he the kicker? Zane Gonzalez, right? All right, forget it. We'll cut that out. <laughs> I just I just had to say it because it just it, it hit me and I'm like, if I don't say it, that, that's, that's how, how I express what myself. Team? What if team? I, the Browns. That sounds oh. so familiar. Yeah. Zane Gonzalez that was like, that was like kicked two for or the three years back. Yeah. Yeah. So, and how many Zanes are there? I mean, no offense, but how many are there? Not very right, many. Exactly. Yeah, I literally of... look up his name on Google, and there's like 23 results. That's kind of cool, though, right? Me. <laughs> That's cool, though, right? Oh, you yeah. don't have a lot of people with your name. Tell him about the Australia thing. Yeah, tell uh, me about the Australia thing. So there, I, when I was younger, this was probably like five, five or ten years ago, um, I hopped on Google for the first time and typed just my full name. And that's it. And I said it like in quotations so it would only search for my full name. And it came up with a picture of me and a picture of a professional photographer from Australia. That was it. In the ever, period. Yeah. That's all that exists. <laughs> Probably like in the ever, anywhere. Do you ever write anything? Do you, do you come to the table with music ever yeah. and show... Um, so... For we we have a different writing style for each song, but for a lot of them, I put together a baseline and I either find where I can fit it to something he writes, or I just bring it to him and then get it stuck in his head and then he writes something on top of it. That's cool. Yeah, and that's actually that's what happened with uh, Kurt was he came with that. And you know what the weird thing is? I didn't really like it at first, and you know. You know, we kept demoing it, demoing it, and then one day at practice, he just starts playing it, and then Al just comes in, and then literally we write the song on the spot. Like, we, we didn't take any time to really, like, 
when we have our lyrics writing lyrics on the go that's literally <laughs> we're we're not we're not exaggerating we literally wrote the song in a day well that's and and you know like for a lot of our music yeah well that that's you know sometimes you'll labor over a song right sometimes yeah. you get you think you got a good riff or you think you got a good something but you're just not able to figure something out. You're like, yeah. So you kind of put that one on the back burner yep. for a little bit, but you always go back to it, try to try to figure it out. And those songs never end up being the best songs. It's always that one like you're talking about. It's the one that you just kind of like, boom, the idea comes. You go in there, you knock it out, you write some quick lyrics for it. You're yep. like, it seems rushed, but all of a sudden it all comes together. You play it for some people, and they're like, oh, this is really good. And that's exactly yeah. what happened with Going right? for a Drive. Like, that... that Obviously now Kurt's our number one song on Spotify, but Going for a Drive was a long time um, our number one song, and it, it, I mean we wrote it in an hour with our old drummer Adam, and um, at first I thought it was just kind of a filler song for the record. I thought Bert and Knife of Affection and those kind of songs would be more the driving forces of the album, but in the end, really the bi- two biggest songs off of Aster Antidote, our last record, is Pent Up Anger and. Uh, Going for a drive, which relatively we wrote in a short time. No kidding. So, so how many albums do you guys have total? So, um, let's see. One, two. So we have three records that are that, like I said, are the demo records. Okay. And, um, and each one of those is just a single. Uh, no. Uh, stargazing. They. Have, oh, those are just so stargazing. I, I, so that's considered a demo. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's gotcha. yeah, that's the demo record. Uh, stargazing has like five tracks. Um, the second demo record that I actually um, took down, Reflection, has like 10 tracks. And then the third one, Introspection, was the record right before Zane. And that has like six or seven tracks. And then Astro Antidote, which is an actual record, studio record, um, we have 10 tracks. And then our next record, Zero Gravity, is going to be um, 10 tracks as well. And that one's already written? Um, it's still we're in, in the process. Yeah. So you guys are still writing, but you already have a title for it and everything. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Now, when you write, is that is that something that you guys do? Do you guys uh, pin an idea kind of like through a, a title of an album or something mm-hmm. like that, and then kind of write around it, or just just you just well, knew this was the this was the title? Well, it's it's like Zane said, it's different for every song. Like, um, you know, for example, knife. We do, we do a lot of like feeling, like we come up with a feeling of how it's gonna be structured and how each song is going to feel and then we kind of go from that feeling oh yeah like i just all i would do is listen to a bunch of um nirvana and beetle records and then that's how i would write um astro antidote a lot of the times so you were just getting a groove from that and, oh, then, yeah. and then coming up with the, the yeah do i you find go, though that sometimes you might sound like that do you ever did you well, ever like oh man i just wrote that song again well i mean if i do i usually scrap it but what I try to do is take that idea and put something new to it oh. and make it so it's, you know, people can't say, oh, this is an obvious copyright or whatever. So now you, you were saying before that you kind of like you, you, you were kind of like started off. You were doing like the hip hop thing and all that. Yeah. And, and trust me, that's it's common. You know, there's a lot of great metal bands that. No, Anthrax was all into the hip hop thing when they first came out. Yeah, they were huge into it. So it's not—it's not like it's taboo. It's not—it's nothing wrong with that. It, well, it's—it's it's not really a taboo. It's just more of like an inside joke. Because, yeah, no, I get it. Trust me. It's so no, bad. we get it. We get it. But I'm just saying, you know, as time has progressed, it's—it's it's obvious that there is no taboos anymore. Yeah. You know, like you can—you can take, for instance, right? You were just saying before that you're going to actually incorporate recorder into a song and you guys are pretty heavy so what i what i'm I'm trying to figure out is how you incorporate recorder into a song and believe me there's a lot of people who could look at that and go well that's that's crazy right but but you're doing it because there are no taboos you know what i'm saying yeah so tell me a little bit about that how does that idea come about and and how do you how do you even pull it off how do you do that so uh you might have to remind me on some of this if i recall i just one day brought my recorder uh, to a practice. Well, basically, what had happened is, you know what? Fuck it, I'll tell it. Um, so for our new, <laughs> so for our new record, we have this new song, um, called Grand Wizard, <laughs> and um, basically, I wanted I wanted to make like kind of like a trippy psychedelic rock kind of thing, and I I wanted like some kind of flute thing 
And I was like, Zane, do you got any, like, flutes or, you know, any tubas or anything you can use? And I was like, and he just looks at, he looks down, he's like, he looks around, he's like, I got my recorder. And I'm like, okay. And then we go to practice, and then he just whips up the tune, and I'm just, I, I'm blown away because. I remember now, uh, <laughs> so I ended up, he was playing just a, a riff kind of similar to the song we ended up with. Um, and I put the recorder up to a mic that I had run through a effects processor. So it had like a, a heavy synth kind of sound. Oh, so it does. you so are running it through something, though. It's not just straight recording into Originally, a we did. Oh. Um, and we did, like, we compiled a whole song out of that. And we used a bunch of different, like, clips of sound for, like, a, a weird breakdown in the middle well, that's, of it. Well, that's going to be on the record, but yeah. for live, yo. It, for okay. live, we went a totally different route, though, and just do straight recorder. And we've actually gotten a lot of compliments about it sounding really well together. No kidding. Yeah. For no reason. It's you know, you know, what, you know what seems kind of odd to me, though? I remember playing the recorder, you know, Hot Cross Buns, <laughs> back in school, right? And it takes a lot of um, – you can't blow hard into that thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems to me like you guys are – when you're up on stage – I remember being up on stage. The adrenaline's blowing through oh. me, man. I'm like, ah, ready to go. It is hard to contain. How do you play the oh. recorder on, <laughs> on a rock stage and be like – you know, you're like, ah. <laughs> and that's exactly how it goes. How do you manage Because he literally – what he does is – and then I just go back into the guitar riff, and then he does that. And um, it's funny because um, I, sometimes I get too into it, and um, even at our last practice, I was really getting into it because I've been I've been itching to play. I mean, we haven't played in two weeks, so this is our first gig tonight, actually. So this won't air, so we won't be able to see this when this airs. Yeah. This, these gigs will have already oh, happened. Oh yeah. But you know what? I will I, because this is kind of these are kind of like the, you're starting up again, right? Like this is like the rebirthing of the whole process. The pandemic's kind of like, eh, you guys are starting to play again, right? Yeah. So you guys are out playing again. This will this will come out after this weekend. But you guys got two gigs this weekend, and that's good, right? I mean, like this yeah. is all this is exciting time right now, right? Yeah. I mean, and and you can probably see now that in the future, you guys have you guys been able to book anything else in the future? I was reading in your bio where, you know, you guys were putting together tours. You were you know you tour semi locally, regionally, I guess you would yeah. call it, like regional tours. But I mean, still, that's more than a lot of people do. Did you finance those yourselves, or did you guys largely? Yep. Really? That's that's kind of pricey, right? I mean, that that doesn't. I mean, with gas prices. I well, mean, well, today it would be very different. I mean, right last year was great. A two dollar a gallon gas was really, <laughs> but but I mean like when I say finance it, I mean you guys got to put yourselves up or are you guys sleeping in cars. What are you doing? I so. mean we literally slept at the uh, rest stop in Michigan for our last tour. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Last year, uh, before we actually released Astral Antidote, we did a one week straight tour where we traveled out of state, all around, and. Largely, we slept in my car. We did get a hotel room a couple of times. In Chicago, right? Uh, yeah. Um, but then this year, we went for a more broken-up approach so that we can actually have it paid for by the band and actually oh, I know, structure it better. Well, well, that and also, um, you know, with, like, work commitments and stuff, especially with Al, because his schedule is a little more restricted than mine or Zane's. Thus him not being here today. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. I yeah. got you. Um, but yeah, I tr- well, I tried to book a tour this time around for like almost every weekend we would be somewhere, and um, largely that's. I mean, honestly, that's been working out really good for us, Zane. Yeah, you filled up like my entire next three months oh. worth of weekends, and if my work decides I have to work a Saturday, oh well to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is, man. All right. So, I'm going to ask a question. Mm-hmm. So, one thing I do notice is that there's, there's you. You're like the main guy. Yeah, now right. Because, because you're the only one that's remained. <laughs> there's a lot of guys that just come, gone. Is it, do you feel like they couldn't play with you anymore? You seem like a, you seem like a nice guy. 
you seem like a, 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 a likable dude, nice guy. I wondered, because as I'm reading your bio, I'm like, is there something wrong with this guy? Like, is there going to be, am I going to find out that this guy's hard to deal with or something? <laughs> but you're not at all. So what do you think it was? was well, it- I, mostly it was commitment because I, you know, I, like I was talking and was saying actually before we were coming up, I'm really an intense person when it comes to like the band. Like I want to do tours. I want to do albums. And some people just flat out can't keep up because, you know, you want to work and do soccer, or do whatever they did. And, I, I'm still friends with all the people that have been in the band. Oh, okay. So it's not anything um, bad, but um, it's just more or less they couldn't keep up with the commitment. I see. So so you, you, you just have that attitude with this band where it's just, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing, right? I mean, that's pretty much where you're at? Yeah. You don't sit back? Do you ever sit back and think about what you've already done? Because you guys have done quite a bit. I mean, like, you know, when, I, when I'm, when I'm, I'm thinking... Making. What's that? Yeah. Stop and think about it. Oh, well, do you yeah, I, I get a little carried away, and then he's like, hey, okay, Steve, let's let's look back and see what we, we can do for with what we got already. Well, so how do you do that? Do you do you get uh, you know, ideas that come to you, and then you record a bunch of ideas, and then you guys bring your ideas to like a practice, and then say, hey, I got all this stuff, and you guys try to manifest stuff from that? Is that or, or do you are, are you jamming? I mean, I mean that's pretty accurate. Like, I mean, I come up with, I'd say like. 10 or so riffs or whatever at home and then um from those i would pick the one that uh i like and then i would write some lyrics and get like a general foundation and then i would take it to al and zane i'll be like here you go and then i trust zane and al to be good enough musicians to come up with a really good part and i mean obviously zane is like one of actually the best Bass player in our band, so. <laughs> well, that's a huge compliment. Yeah. Um. So. Out of three, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when we were talking a little bit before, we were talking about you guys wrote a song and you guys put recorder in it. And when we say recorder, I mean people need to understand what we're talking about. The <laughs> recorder that you guys would get, anybody that went to school, pretty much anybody that went to school, yep. was issued a recorder. You had to buy them usually. Yeah. And then and then you'd have this recorder. Show him what it looks like. He still can remember. That's that, this that, is the original that, from fifth grade. That's a school. <laughs> that's schooled issued. Like he brought the recorder. So. <laughs> so what we thought we would do today. And I just want to tell you guys, this is a premiere for our show. Twenty nine episodes or some thirty episodes. I don't even know what episodes. Thirty some. <laughs> a lot of episodes. Yeah. No one's ever played music live on in the set. Zero guitars. None of that. I'll do it like you're gonna be the first one. It's recorder. It's it's fitting. You want to give him a little demo of uh, Grand Wizard to practice? Oh man. Yeah yeah yeah. I know exactly. The Grand Wizard is the name of the song that you put the recorder in. Yep. Grand Wizard. Yep. That's pretty cool. It's kind of you know why it reminds me of Mm -hmm. Sabbath. When the wizard they got the harmonica in the beginning. You know Sabbath doesn't play much harmonica throughout all, but that song's got that heavy harmonica. And I just felt like the <laughs> wizard thing. You're bringing out the recorder. This is classic. This is a this is a classic moment on Level Up Cleveland. We're gonna have this right now. So can you play us a little bit from the maybe what you did on the song, so we can kind of like see a little solo part of it, or do you have like any solos like that are already written like a guitar solo, Jimi Hendrix type uh, stuff? Well, <laughs> I do, but you you've mentioned it so many times now that I just have to. Okay. Are you gonna play Grant? Are we gonna play? Are we gonna do a cappella? Dude. Oh, uh, why didn't you play Grand Wizard? Dude, yeah? wait a minute. That <laughs> was a classic moment right now. Listen, Hot Cross Buns has been mentioned three episodes now. This is not the first. This is the third episode, and we actually now have music to go with it now. Third time's a charm. I'm wondering if there's people out there that didn't even know what that song was. I don't think anyone doesn't know that song, but if they don't now... If you've never taken a music class or anything, which I could see there being people that maybe maybe missed out on that year. Sick. They were got really sick didn't or didn't care or enough. Yeah. yeah, I guess maybe, but it, it was like forced down your throat. Oh, oh yeah. let me. Uh, it's oh, kind yeah. of funny. Yeah, um, I, when I, back when I was in grade school, um, well, it was funny because um, I didn't really care about music at that time. So what I would oh. do, <laughs> I know it's kind of uh, contradicting, um, but 
uh, I would just literally just pretend to play and just not even <laughs> like lip sync almost. Oh like, yeah. Oh lip yeah. Record. Oh yeah. Um, and also I was in sixth grade choir. I did that for a year and, um, really that was my first time on stage actually singing and I, I got so scared, man. And I was like rocking back and forth, man. It was like, Oh God, it's the spelling bee again, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's just, I mean, you know, and now it's like nothing to go on stage. I really love going on. Oh stage. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Not to change something, because I want to come back to that real quick. But mm-hmm. I, but as, being somebody that's actually played the recorder, you have a really good style. I gotta tell you, it was very smooth. Your notes were they're crisp. They were nice, right, Pat? Did you notice that too? There was no like flubbing, because because be honest, remember if I remember the recorder properly, the recorder was back when you know those were all like second and third graders yeah. when we were playing it then. So it was like. Yeah, that's what they sounded like. But I do. I want to hear you play some something, maybe a little something that you did from the from the record or something. Like you do, can you do a little something from that? So. In the woods, all alone, then I see a mountain. I see a magic man. Ask him what's your name. Ta-da. Cool, man. <laughs> Excellent, you. dude. Never. And that's with a rock beat behind it. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> sure this isn't. Otherwise, there's going to be like a snake coming out of a basket or something. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, man. That was great. Thanks for playing that. It's awesome, yeah. man. So, now. Now that we got that out of the way. Because <laughs> I did. I wanted to hear that so bad. That's man. funny. What were you, what were you, did you do? You were just about to say something. I was like, hold on. He's got to play more before we move on. Um, first of all, another thing I wanted to ask before we move on, because this is another thing. When you bring music to the thing, does that actually become a real swan song? Ooh. Oh. Oh. I need the drum. A good point. <laughs> it's a swan song, right? Yeah. Okay. Soured swan. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a soured swan. So anyway, so you 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 put this professional band together, and you're saying like right now you think that you got the band kind of like where you want it, everything, right? These guys, and, you, and but when I say you got it, you're not you're not really like the the dictator here. You just want guys that can play with you, that you guys can write somebody I can work with, and has commitment like that. You feel like you got, and you feel like you have that now. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now. What about personality-wise? I mean, you two guys seem like you get along well. Al's Al's a good fit. Oh yeah, I mean, he always tells me I'm fired, but um, <laughs> but uh, like I said earlier, um, outside of band, we all hang out and we're oh, friends, yeah. and I think that really helps with our like live performances because that chemistry brings in. That some bands, you know, it's just Joe Smo and you know the crickets or whatever playing and they don't really have good chemistry and then when we come on we have really good chemistry is that is that why you think you stick with the three pieces because of the nirvana thing you really is that, is that kind of i mean honestly is that what it kind of stuff yeah from? you're like i want to stay three that it's was a lot easier too well it's a lot easier to get along with three guys um, and also the keeping the timing together too oh yeah tighter. scheduling timing um oh you're talking about oh i see what you're like, saying getting well, everyone together and keeping yeah. everything when there's also, only three of you it's a lot easier. the music itself too oh dual band. Uh, like when you're when you're up on stage playing, um, you always have the the live sound going. Plus you have the monitors back at you, and if your amp is playing a live sound, you got three different sounds that you're trying to pull from to figure out where you're at in the song. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the more people you add to that, it just it can it can I've be seen it be a problem. Well, sure, but it, it can be both, right? Yeah. Because it can add depth and layers live. Like 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 if you if you end up doing something in a song and you're like, oh, but it, it needs a little something, so you overdub the guitars. You oh. start once you oh. start once you start layering and recordings, then you can start understanding why you'll add live because you want to create that again. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean that, to me that's the only reason you add anything. Right, I mean, like, is to create that because first of all, if you do start making money doing this, it's another person you got to pay. That's just be honest. Exactly. That's, that's that's true. Yeah. You know, that's also the truth too. If you can make it work with three, then why have four? That that's that's another point you can make too, right? Yeah. Well, um, 
Oh, shoot. I just lost my train of thought. My That's my fault. I to talk too much. To find a fourth person, too, though. Um, Steve's drive with this and wanting to wanting to take it to the next level just so consistently. <laughs> I um, come over to his house. Is that is that what kind of like draw, drew you to the project itself yeah. was his commitment? Oh, yeah. So so you think that I see that. So let me, so what what are your influences though? What, what what's some uh, of the stuff that you that you draw from? So I actually played tuba professionally for 3 years. Get out of here. Yes. <laughs> He's dead for um, a reason. <laughs> I I did a lot of music stuff uh, growing up. I've always been really big into music. Um, what kind of what kind of music were you playing tuba with? A, a uh, band? Orchestral. Um, I played for the Mansfield Symphony Orchestra. Get um, the hell out of here! That's so cool, man. I played with uh, the Musicians Union, a bunch of different groups like honors bands all across the state. Um, a lot of musicians throughout Ohio would at least recognize me. No kidding. That's awesome, dude. So you so did you start this in school also? Or is this something that you carried on from that um, or is this not, something you picked up later? Not this project. No no, uh, no I'm just talking about the the, the, the horn would 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 you say the tuba? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually I haven't played My the bad, tuba man. in like so, but two no the tuba did, did you did you did you start that in school and oh, then yeah. and then carried it from there? Well I started with this and I came full circle back to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It, it's meant to be. You don't you don't pick up the tuba no more? No, it's been like uh, at least two years. That's for the next record. Isn't that kind of like the ska thing, like with the tubas in the background, mm. and you got the whole or like a mariachi too, right? You could do a little. Yeah, or saxophone, which I can play saxophone. I can play basically anything you put in front of me. It's just a measure of how well I can play it. Now, there's a band out now called Metalachi. Have you guys seen that this thing yet? No. They're a heavy metal mariachi band. I, I've never heard it of exists. that. And when you're thinking, I'm thinking tuba, heavy metal, what? you guys could be, it's out there already. You could do it. Yeah, <laughs> man. That'd be cool, though. I, that, I think that's great, though. That means, so you have a real, so you have a musical mind yeah. in it. You're, you're very musical minded. But, so what makes you, what makes you, did you, this was something that you were always into was rock music. So then you found your, you finally was like, eh, I got to go do something. So, uh, how I how I got into this because I had actually kind of stepped away from doing music for a couple of years, really didn't do anything, um, and my brother moved down to Ohio and lived with me. He's from Wisconsin, and he actually introduced me to Steve, joined the band for maybe what even three, a month three and a half. Months. He joined in December of 21. But he did one show with them, actually at the place we're doing a show tonight. Um, and after I saw how into it he was, I was like, okay, I'd try it. You know, I'd, I've played bass before, never really done much with it, but I'm, I'd, I have one, I'll try it. You know. Cool, cool, cool. And Thank God. Um, yeah, after that, we practiced a couple of times, and I think by our third practice, we had Bert written already. Yeah. That was one of our earliest songs with Zane. That's cool, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, it feels good to sit down. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Excessive recorder fee. No, it's not excessive. It's, you I'm, bring, I'm you're allowed to bring the recorder. You can even play the recorder in the background for us while we're talking to each other. I would have no what problem with What is this, a fucking that. spa? Yeah, a spa. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever considered doing that? I mean, think about with your tuba thing. Zane, you, Zane. You could do that, like, on the side for mo- extra money. People will do the craziest shit for money if you're a musician. Um, actually, spa. When, when I was young, we did do... A, a thing kind of like that, me and my best friend. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? And who are you doing it for? Uh, we so we were like 15 at the time, and we just wanted to get some money. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what for, but we we decided to just take our saxophones and go stand out in front of the local supermarket and just play. 
with a case open. And we ended up making, like, almost $200 just that day. Why didn't you tell me this? We can totally do that. <laughs> Man. So, wait, wait. So, is it is it one of them things where once you learn how to play one of these, like, wind or brass instruments or something, you could kind of, like, play them all? Like, you said, now no. there's a saxophone no, no, now. No. So, I'm just thinking, like, well, how so, do, where does this, where else does this lead to? How many? So, I, I can play anything wind especially because i i spent obviously the three years playing tuba um but i also played saxophone for three years i played barry sax and then tenor sax uh for two years and then one year um i played bassoon for a year for a um a concert thing and uh i Experimented with basically every instrument. I have a trombone. Um, you I, have one? Yeah. And you play it though? I mean, that's that's brass. I, I mean, mean it, it's been it's been a lot. That's a tricky one, isn't it? That's yeah, a tough it's one to play. Shot too. Yeah, the slide on it doesn't oh, work too up. well either. Like, I got it for fifty bucks yeah, forever yeah. ago. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there, it's just a piece for you right now, yeah, or you can like say, "Hey, I got a trombone. Look at this." Yeah, yeah. I have a <laughs> banjo. I use the same thing. I'll Hold let it out it. Do, 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 do. Falls out of the falls out of the closet here. Just lands. Oh, I got one though. <laughs> um, so that's really cool though that you you play all these instruments. Now, do you? Now you're like when you guys are writing. See, I would just think that you would pull from something like that. Saxophone. You don't think that has a place in anything or anywhere? I mean, that's a freaking awesome instrument. If Did, I had one, I would. Do you guys ever hear of Rick Ray, the Rick Ray band? I think we so. just we just did one two two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't I can't date that. We just did it a few weeks ago. We yeah. he came out. It's been a little while, maybe a month or so ago that his episode came out. But he's gonna he, he's basically a power trio. But they have this guy who plays wind instruments, and 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 it does amazing stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's really cool how they do this, how they incorporate it, and. He plays what I think uh, bass clarinet. I think they call it. But it looks like a saxophone. Yeah, yeah. What? Um, I've yeah. never heard of that. I've yeah, you know that. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, he plays that, that and it's and it's mic'd up. And I think he's got it run through some things where he's got some effects on it and stuff like that. It kind of fills it all out and everything. But it's really interesting. So I wonder, like, have you guys ever even thought about taking your music and, and saying, you know what, let's, because isn't it isn't it cool to think outside of what everyone else is kind of doing, right? Oh I mean, yeah. That's what we try to aim for. Yeah, and, and with a guy like you who has, you know, you're like the John Paul Jones. I don't know if you guys know who John Paul Jones was, Led Zeppelin's bass player. You're like him, dude. You you know, you could probably you play all these instruments, but you're the bass player. Ultimate utility player. Right, and and the bass in some songs can be sacrificed for other instruments. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's how that's how the bass works. You can you can not play the bass here as long as you have something else filling in that bottom end a little bit. For sure. Yeah, and and so you're a pretty valuable guy. I mean, like. Seriously, I mean, when you yeah. break it when you break it down like that, right? Like you're a pretty valuable guy in the writing process. I would think that you trust this guy a lot, then, right? I mean, like you you bring a lot of because you have a background to pull from. You could be like, dude, I well, know what, I know what I'm talking about. Well, let me, let me. Well, actually, this is it's really we have a really good dynamic. So I'm more of a feel player, sort of speak. Like I, I'm not too technical, but I I like some technicality because I know that it's. And some players have the stigma, oh, I can't learn theory, I can't do anything, I have to be all creative. I think if you have a good foundation of music theory, then you can kind of branch off. But basically what I do is I basically have a feel, and then he's more the technical side, and oh, then it just cool. kind of blends together. Nice, nice, nice. I, I like kind of utilizing that he doesn't know a lot of the technicality to it, because... His ear and his opinion uh, gives gives me more of a perspective of the average listener. Okay, I got the you. The average listener doesn't have all that technical ear. So, basically, when he plays and I come up with something to it, um, I kind of wait for him to give me an approval on A reaction? You, get, you try to yeah. find the reaction that that gives? Because then... I can put the technical that I know to use trying to get a reaction, but once I get it, I know then that that's the direction I need to go with it. Now, that's are, what's going to get a reaction. 
now when you say when you say that you talk about the, a baseline that you come up with or are you doing a lot of the arranging also i mean are you taking his um, ideas sometimes and saying hey we need four of these here and then we can come back to that here or is that you more I mean, it's like, more it's way more simplified it's just more or less here's a song try to come up with something to it really but you guys stick with like a regular like ver- well, verse chorus verse chorus with a, yes with a third no. part somewhere I mean, with that aspect, it's a little all, all over the place. Oh, really. so you guys don't have any kind of like uh, mold that you go by. You guys are just we don't really have a formula. No, no formulas yeah. at all. Really, really, that's yeah. good. That's good, but that's cool. Makes you a little more diverse. You don't sound like the same song each time. Mm-hmm. You know, because that could be. That it could reminds be... me of the Gorillas. Like they don't really have like one song that is the same. You know? Right, 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 right. And and do you guys feel like because you know you, you've you've recorded with numbers of guys too, so that's going to bring a different feel to each time. There's a different a group of guys up there. It's going to sound a little different. You guys, right. have, you've evolved. I mean, basically, right? You've taken it from a very small thing, and now you're kind of like you're and moving it, it along. Yeah. What's crazy, uh, and I've actually brought this up to Steve a couple of times before we released our recent single, Kurt. Um, we didn't have as huge of a a following online um but we we were getting a good following like at our live shows uh and all of our content online that was starting to starting to take off more uh was And especially in Japan, goes. especially in Japan, like for um, Spotify has been graciously promoting our music through the algorithm or whatever. Yeah, we got it's, like, all, it's we all been old. It's all been yeah. Old going for a drive that was recorded like more than six months ago, like eight, ten months ago. That was that was probably almost a year Cause, ago. Because we recorded that in and September. We've changed the sound of it so much, like. Everything we do has a much heavier metal influence now, largely because Ow. of our drummer. But we definitely get a much better uh, reaction with our live shows than we did back Previously. then. And that's what we've kind of gotten known for, is the last year stuff. Oh, I got you, I got you. So this year, you know, we're as we're writing and releasing this new album... Um, we're expecting it to really take off more than the last year stuff did because it, last year stuff actually took off pretty well, and I mean it was it wasn't anything immaculate by any means. No, no, you always feel like you can improve. Well, oh, you know, yeah, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Like you were like, wow, we got a pretty good reaction, and that's not even our best shit. Yeah, oh, basically after, is what you're saying, after right? After a year of like, what probably probably 15 shows doing each song live and seeing how how we play it how we get a reaction from it like and molding each song to a real in my opinion a really awesome set when you guys write do you guys do you guys try to invoke reaction sometimes did you guys ever be like hey this is that part where we can get the crowd doing this and stuff yeah i mean i mean you know what i'm talking about well for for like mosh like used to call mosh parts back in the day well well for pent up anger we'd use that song a lot for our closer and then uh, towards the end i can get a little rowdy and just move around stage and go on the floor and roll around do you do that do you spin on the floor yeah are you kidding me I would pay just to see that. I, I just jump. <laughs> I jump. I jump off of the monitors. And well, I mean, I try to you know be respectful, but. And which way? What do you mean by respectful? You're, well, like, you're, you're, it's a rock and roll fucking well, show. Well, like he I mean, well, anything. like yeah, because I can't afford that shit. Oh, you can't be. You, oh, you yeah. can't Pete Townsend. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So I'll be like, uh, here's a little disclaimer. I mean, he, I, you know, I, I'll get on the monitors or whatever, and then they'll be like, all right, don't break anything. And then when I it's getting to that part, I'm just like, oh shit, am I gonna fucking break this? And then you know, it ended up working out. Um, I, one thing I noticed when I was looking you guys up mm-hmm. was there's another band with the name Matter Axis. You guys are aware of this. I'm pretty sure you guys should be aware of this. Yeah, it's in France or whatever. Is that it, what it is? And, it's overseas? Yeah, it like ended like years. It was like a oh. early 2000s metal. Oh, oh they're, not, they're not around anymore. No. I thought maybe you guys were first. I was going to see if you were going to be suing them. You know what I mean? What the hell? Thinking your name like that. But they were first and now they're gone. 
Nice. Yeah, so yeah, that's good. Place. Yeah, I've come across some of their stuff, like when I tell people to look us up, and then they pop up. But we're uh, the, the as of recent, when I tell people to look us up, we're the first thing that pops up. Yeah, good. No, I, I noticed that. I noticed that. But I just say when you see two, sometimes you're like, yeah. uh oh. What? Yeah. Yeah, no, it depends. On, it's like a race to see who's. Well, that's going to be a big, you know, that well, could hey, be. I'm, a... I'm French, so that could have been. Oh. oh. It, it was meant to be. It was written in the stars. No, wee wee. Wee wee. Um. Okay, so you guys are gonna you guys are gonna be playing out. Like I said, this will be when this comes out. You've already have played out a couple gigs. One at the May Halls, and uh, the other one. Uh, McAlpine Meadery. So, so, are these places you think you'll be playing again in the future, or is this uh, something that you oh, guys? Sure. McAlpine Meadery is actually. I was telling Zane. <laughs> I tell Zane everything, but um, McAlpine Meadery was actually um, for the past three tours in a row, we've had uh, that for some reason is the first show. Always was at the McAlpine Meadery. I mean, that was my first show on a my first tour, and it was just like overwhelming and now it's just really good to go back there and play again because the venue is really improved because um there used to be not there used to be no stage or anything now there's a full-blown stage and it's really cool because the people are so nice that um they actually so from our first tour we printed off like 10 posters there's still one of those posters (laughs) on that wall and i don't know where the rest are (laughs) well it don't matter just the one is all that you need right yep um, so you guys, so you guys are going to be playing out again more in the future. Right. I want people to know to look up for you, look out for you guys. Do you have a website or just a Facebook page, basically? Uh, right fa- now? Facebook and Instagram right now. We're working on developing a website. Actually, we're trying to get that so we can sell merchandise because yes. I've been asked, I've been asked so many times. Hey, do you have a T-shirt? Do you have a wristband? Do you have a I don't know, like a hat or you something? Really haven't done anything. Do you guys have any lines. merch? Have you have you got um, any merch yet? Well. I mean, we have a lot of T-shirts in design right now. I mean, oh. we're looking at different. So you're starting designs. to do that too, yeah. And, well, and it's the big problem is the financing part of well, it. Well, that's yeah, that's usually the that's going to be the biggest one usually of all these things, and, getting the money. Yeah, um, and we, I mean, for the time being, um, we've been more focusing on, you know, getting the stu- getting into the studios to record our music, and also for tours to save up for hotels, gas, and you know, whatnot. So we'd kind of been putting that on the back burner, but now that uh, actually the band's starting to pay for itself, so we'll oh, be able okay. to introduce that. So we guys got a new album coming out. I want to mention that one more time. Yep. What's Zero, it called? Zero Gravity. That's that, So people should be out and look out for that. That should be out, like, end of the year, probably? Uh, like, I would, I'm going to say, like, as of right now, uh, late October, early November. Oh, that's soon. So that's cool. That's cool. Take, be on the lookout for that. And, uh, and what's the last one you guys just put out? Uh, excuse me, Astro Anecdote. Astro Anecdote. They can come. They can check that out on uh, anywhere. It's, you can Spotify, just get it. MySpace. It's all over the place. All right. YouTube. That's it. That's all we got time for, guys. I'm Thank really happy much. you guys came down and hung out with Thanks us. This was a super cool, excellent, informative mm-hmm. interview. Honestly, I had a lot of fun. Thank you very much. All right. That's it for all us right. and the guys from Matter Access. We are out.